0: To listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Ward. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. How you're working and how you're stirring and how you're causing us to see and know your ways right here, right now. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you thanks. Have you ever noticed at times when you endeavor to put your mind and attention on the things of God, that all kinds of things that you have to do come up? (laughs) Maybe some of you laughed. You like, no, that's the case. That's happened with me many times. All of a sudden, the list comes out. You better do this first. And this will only take a minute, so do that first. Oh, now do this, and do this, and do this. Then you can pray. That's a bunch of baloney. That's a big, fat distraction. What? Do natural stuff and then pray? Think maybe that's backwards? Think maybe we ought to pray first? Seek our, but it's all, an, it's all an attempt to get us out of the here and the now. All right? whenever you go to be with the Lord it doesn't matter what's been and what shall be it matters what is right now just live in that moment live in that place you're accepted like we've said already and, uh, and he's there praise God if we can forget about what will be he'll, he'll handle that and the past is the past if it's wrong get you know thank you Lord for the blood and that's done amen praise God well he's good Glad I came to church. If we stop right there, it's good enough for me. Amen. We not, might not stop yet, though. We'll, we'll, but I'd be okay because there's a good, uh, you know, saturation taking place, and uh, it happens, you know, that way. You know, I mean, uh, I've I known our last believers meeting. We had individuals telling us later they walked, they were walking in the hall, and uh, and they uh, because they were involved in other ministries happening in the church right now walking in the hall they said I could feel it coming out and some might think that's different or that's strange or something that's real the, the presence of God can be at times very very tangible at times seen at times felt at times smelt no uh, <laughs> uh, no doubt but but no doubt uh, for uh, for the, the spiritual person and sometimes even the non spiritual person they can tell something's there, something very real, and uh, and it's uh, you know that presence is manifest when when you, when you sit in it it kind of sneaks up on you. Sometimes it's stronger than you realize, and uh, and we just become we've become acclimated over the last hour or so to the to the presence of God getting stronger and stronger. But it's really good. Hmm. It's good and it's getting stronger as we speak. And as we see you don't have to always have music to get the presence of God to manifest in a stronger way. Uh, You don't. We just He's here. It's not about us trying. It's about us acknowledging, thanking, just enjoying. Thank you, Lord. Say it out loud, say He's here. here. Amen. That's all I had to say. amen you know and 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 uh, sometimes you know uh, people get into situations in their life um, that cause bondage of some kind it's like a chain wrapped around them uh, sometimes it's emotional sometimes it's substance related sometimes it's in a relationship but it's a it's like it's a it's, a, it's not just a way of thinking it's negativity it's like a chain around you it's like a but in the presence of the Lord, that stuff breaks. It's, it's God's, that stuff does not stand. You, you remember what the, uh, uh, where's that address? But about the anointing, Isaiah. It says that the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing or the anointing oil. The anointing is the, is the power of God. And the yoke would be, you know, that thing that would hold the oxen together and stuff. But it would keep them from being free. The yoke is destroyed. Any type of restriction or bondage in this presence gets broken off. Yeah, just broken off. Yeah. Something's been yoking you. Take it here and now. Say, how do I do that? Well, one way is to say, Lord, I take that. Thank you. I'm free. So I don't feel anything. It's not about feeling. It's about, it's about acknowledging God's presence and power. It gives him glory when you act this way. You say, Lord, thank you. I'm free. I will not live subject or in bondage to this thinking or this way of living or this garbage any longer. I am free. See, you just took, that was your spirit hand going. You know you have spirit hands right what do you think when you step outside of your body and you pass away you're going to be handless (laughs) you have spirit hands and they work by faith even though you know you're inside of a physical body and a lot of that happens with your words yeah and so you say it you say it so and there right there that bondage has to go amen amen hallelujah I'm going to read a verse eventually I think <laughs> but I, it seems like as we just listen to the Lord and pay attention he He he'll, He continues to bring things up and so that's my heart I'll just listen and say things as I get them <laughs> and uh, sometimes I almost want to just speak, speak in tongues because it's it just feels so natural to the spirit to just say things in a different language and it's uh, at times, it's easier to do that. Uh, hallelujah! Why? Why the spirit? Well, your spirit's active. Your spirit's in touch with His spirit, and that's one of the gifts that are that are, you know, in accordance with the New Testament. And so we just yield to that, and he, and He re- reveals things to us when we do. Amen. Amen. If you, in fact, let's let's do this. this is different, but that's okay. Uh, if you're new to this, we've all been new to things at some point in our life. Everything was new at one point. Huh? If you yeah, just real quietly there if you, if you pray in the spirit do that now hallelujah hallelujah oh thank you father oh we give you praise thank you thank you father for the rivers of life thank you lord for up, up out of our bellies flow rivers of living water thank you lord for the spirit of god washing and cleansing individuals even now. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Now, now sometimes when you do that, it's almost like an antivirus. You know those, right? If you've had a computer, if you had a Windows computer anyway, uh, you know they pick up viruses from the computer, from the internet and different things, and then what are you encouraged to do? Run an antivirus software and it runs through there and finds the the bad stuff and and removes it. And sometimes just walking through life and going through this life in this world, you know you bump into the wrong people and <laughs> you you see the wrong thing. Remember when Jesus said that the light of the body is the eye. Yeah, and when it, when that eye is when it's full of if you know light or darkness. See, that's, that's going to uh, affect you. you. You look at the wrong things and sometimes you look at the wrong things and it wasn't even intentional. And Sometimes it was intentional and you need to say, say, you know, forgive me, Lord. Uh, but sometimes it wasn't intentional, but we live in a dark world and, you know, stuff gets in. Stuff can mess with you. Remember, remember even, even the Bible says about Lot. Uh, remember Lot, nephew of Abraham lived in Sodom and Gomorrah, where a very wicked city, evil, sexual perversion and all kinds of stuff going on there he calls him righteous calls him righteous said but righteous lot was um was what his righteous soul right was vexed day by day by hearing and seeing all the things around him so he 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 was being affected he calls him righteous but he was being vexed by hearing and seeing what do you need if you're hearing and seeing a bunch of garbage Sometimes you need, you need uh, antivirus. <laughs> you need to get that junk out because it's hindering your life. And as you'll pray in the spirit and pray, pray in, in other tongues that way, it'll clean a whole bunch out. It will. It'll just clean a whole bunch of that stuff right out of you. Just, just blow that out because the presence of the Lord, Psalm, Psalmist said it this way, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. See, I want to lift and magnify the name of Jesus, and the devil doesn't have a chance. I'm, I'm confident. As we, as we earlier, we're just worshiping. We know we're just kind of flowing, and, and, uh, and you guys are just flowing right with me. As I'm worshiping the Lord, we began to sing Jesus, sing the name of Jesus. That was powerful powerful. Why? Heaven's hosts were joining in with us. I, I know this, this. The angels are worshiping and saying, singing that name with us. And uh, it's the name of Jesus. And as, as we do that, um, I tell you, there's a lot more happening than people realize. A lot more happening in the spirit. And battles that have been, things that have been difficult are now easy. You, you, you realize that the power of God is not in it, it, it doesn't there's no opposi- there's, there's no challenger to it how can I say that uh, light and darkness don't struggle you know when you turn the light on in a room there's not a big fight who's going to win this time the light or the darkness which one's going to prevail as soon as light turns on darkness flees and that's the comparison people you know they think about God and the devil and this this big battle <laughs> whatever <laughs> battle you know, remember when Jesus uh, r- made a reference, and he said that um, that he cast out spirits with the finger of God. Finger, not hand, not not arm, not th- haul his weight into it. Boop. Yeah. See, we need, we 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 see this right, and we stop respecting problems we start having great awe and reverence for disease and demonic stuff. And, man, I've been hearing stuff. And, man, stuff's happening. The devil's attacking me. Who? Devil who? You mean that defeated dude? That boop. Hmm? We're talking about the power of God. And, uh, and we become more aware of it through speaking in the Spirit and through worshiping God. And you become more aware of it. And you realize God's power is holy smokes. I mean, holy ghost. I mean, wow. And it puts things in perspective. What? Healing? Easy. Easy. What? I've been messed up my whole life. I was abused as a child. And I've got emotional chaos and all kinds of pro- But we're talking about the power of God. Boop. Huh? You ever feel overwhelmed? Get your little finger out maybe your little one can you make that sound Boop. yeah father I thank you I worship you I glorify you Boop. yeah amen amen let's find a scripture over here before we're done Matthew 17 not that I'm don't get me wrong this is kind of service I'm not inclined that I have to preach or anything like that we'll just see where it goes we're totally good with worshiping God the whole time just flowing just ministering amen it's no problem and it's all good that's what we're here for. I mean, how many believers, how many Christians go through their their lives these days and they go to church regularly and they never experience the glory of God? They never see anyone healed. They've never had a, an answered prayer. I mean, legitimately, not not I prayed and then had five surgeries and I was healed. <laughs> Thankful that you're better if that helped, but that's not an answered prayer. Let's stop watering down this business and act like that's that's the only way that God can Can help people. Whatever, man. (laughs) So, what we've done is we've made the problems huge and our God small. And I tell you, it's just the opposite. Matthew 17, verse 1 Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun. And his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared uh, to them, talking with them. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear Him. When the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid, but Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and do not be afraid. When they had lifted their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. This, uh, this account is repeated actually three times. It's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It gives some little di- different details each time there. This is what we call the Mount of Transfiguration. Um, this was certainly a unique event, but we have no reason to believe that Jesus didn't have many unique events as he walked in his relationship with the Father, that different things would happen, and, and they were outstanding. Uh, one of the things there you can see, Jesus' clothes became white as, as light. Uh, uh, what was the other reference? Oh, a bright cloud overshadowed them remember that language white and bright when when paul was saul was on the road to damascus and and the lord interrupted his life what had, what happened to him they fell to the ground and he saw this bright light shining on him you can read about you can read through the, uh, through the old covenant and read uh, through Ezekiel and different places and they'll talk about heaven and they'll talk about different experiences with God and over and over, over you you can read about brightness and things glistening and things becoming bright and, uh, and, and at our uh, many of you were here at our, our last believers meeting and, 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 and several individuals have already reported to us that in that meeting and I didn't know what was happening when it was happening but individuals came and said, there was this bright light. They said, I saw this bright light. And an no one knew. none of the people who said that knew others saw it too. And it was, it was widespread. And I guess many people, as they're being ministered to, hands were being laid on them. The brightness of God's glory appeared to them. It's amazing. What is that? You all through Scripture, that's the glory of God. It's the brightness of His presence. And here we are. What we read about in Scripture is happening in our midst. We're not talking about, oh, I wonder if it'll happen someday. Wouldn't it be great if, the, if God would move here and there'd be some great things happening here? They're already happening. They're already, we're, we're, in that, we're in the presence of God now. I don't know what experiences individuals have had tonight. But we know this is, this is one of the ways that God moves. He, he, he will take people uh, and he will, he will show them things. Amen. I wonder sometimes when I read this, say, well, how, how come, why Jesus, and why Peter, James, and John, and what about the rest of them? How come they didn't get to experience this transfiguration, and this glory, and this, uh, uh, huh? Well, I, I don't know what the others experienced throughout, but I know in this time, there, there seems to be, when I read Scripture, when I read about Jesus there's a constant reference to Peter James and John they were closer to him I don't know that I can make a, an event like that happen I don't know that I can make you know just on demand different things of, of the glory of God manifest maybe it can do more than I realize but I do know this that they were close to the Lord and they walked closer they had an intimate relationship with him and that, was, that seemed to be key and if, if, if I can have any part in this, uh, of the glory of God being, being greater and stronger and, and, and manifest in a more unique way in my life and in our church, I can influence it this way. I'm going to get, be as close to the Lord as possible. And if he says, let's go up the mountain, I'm on him. And if he says, let's go here and do this, I'm just going to be there. Why? Because he, he's exciting. <laughs> I don't want to miss out on anything. Uh, You ever, Parents, you ever had children that were that way when they were real young? They wouldn't sleep. They wouldn't take naps. Why? Because they didn't want to miss anything. They don't want to take a nap. There's activity going on. And they want to be there. They don't want to miss anything. Well, I want to be that way with the Lord. I don't want to spiritually take a nap. I don't want to spiritually be asleep. I want to be close to Him. Because any moment, who knows? Elijah, Moses, they might show up. And that's kind of unique and I don't want to miss out just in case, just in case there's a, in case there's a brightness, in case there's a manifestation of His glory in a a very unique way, yeah? I I know, I know years ago when I was, I was, uh, uh, before I was in full-time ministry and I'm preparing for ministry and, 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 and going to school and going to church and praying and, and friends and I would get together and just pray for hours and, and we'd go to church many times a week and, and, and if there was a special service or something, something like this, uh, I, I, I never wanted to miss anything. I didn't want to miss anything. I mean, and at times I had to because I had, you know, I had a job and so forth and at times there was something special going on and I had to work and I hated it. Because the whole time I'm there, I'm thinking, what's going to happen? <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, what's going on tonight? Yeah. Now you need to trust God and so forth and, and uh, you know, the, have the big picture. But I, I think there's something right about that. I, I think when, some, when someone says, uh, you know, God wants to do great things through me and I believe I'm called of God. And, and they can, you know, they don't have that working in them. I think, eh, you Sure you sure? Because I don't know, what have you missed? I mean, sometimes we don't know what we don't know. Well, we always don't know what we don't know. Uh, But we don't know what we've missed. But what I do know is it's up to me whether I stay tight on the Lord. And I walk closely with Him. Yeah. Go to Exodus chapter 33. Thank you, Father. something else supposed to say here? Thank you, Lord. Oh, he's good. He's good. I really believe the Lord wants to show us a lot individually. Thank you, Lord. I, I remember, uh, you remember Dr. Uh, Doctor Stewart, who was with us a few months back, if you were in those meetings. Students, of course, uh, heard him a good bit. And uh, he was sharing, and I don't recall what he shared publicly and what uh, we talked privately about, but he was sharing in, in specific regards to a time in 1994 when the Lord Visited him in his hotel room. the Lord walked in, sat down on the bed, and they talked for hours. And uh, and uh, one of the things, because he, you know, he says that what was it like eighty percent of it he's never shared with anyone. It's just between he and the Lord, I guess, until the Lord tells him to tell it. And that's even his wife. Doesn't he doesn't tell? It's just him and the Lord. Uh, I, when I was talking to him, I said, "Well, what?" Uh, what parts can you share <laughs> I said what are you allowed to or what are you willing to I don't want him to do anything that would violate his conscience but what can you and, he, and we were talking about and he was telling me some of the things the Lord shared with him and uh, he, and this was you know again go back in that date he showed t- me some of the things that the Lord showed him were go- going to happen in our country And uh, and the Lord also told him at that time he said don't tell anyone he said well why he said because it can't be changed it's going to happen it's going, and some of them are not good that's why he's like wait let's put a stop to this let's get this, he said no they can't be changed and uh, Dr. Stewart said to the Lord he said well, why are you telling me he said because you're my friend because you're my friend would the Lord ever tell you something? And it's just between you and him, and unless he allows you or wants you to tell it to others. But other than that, it's just between you and him. And there's no other purpose for it, but he's just letting you know stuff because he likes you. Because he's your friend. See, when I look at experiences of God uh, in the scripture, in, in contemporary times, sometimes I'm a... I'm a thinker I want to dissect I want to figure out how to reproduce it and <laughs> put it in a bottle and you know take it home and and uh, but i I ask questions like okay did this happen to them simply because God wanted it to or it was it was connected to their calling you know they have an anointing a gift and of course certain things happen in, the, in that in that regard or is there is there more to it in other words is it a Whosoever will type of experience. Is it open to me? That's what I'm asking. Okay, let's just shoot you straight. Can I have that too? If you had an amazing experience with God and I'm impressed and I like it and it sounds fun and powerful, I want one too. It's just the way I am. You anybody else that way? Okay. I don't I don't feel convicted like you're bad for thinking that. Yeah, I think it's a good desire. Huh? So I ask questions uh, like that because I want to know. And then when I hear, I see Peter, James, and John, I'm analyzing. (laughs) Well, they were tight with the Lord. I mean, was that just the Lord's choosing or was it their response to His? You know, what part did they have to play in that? And how can I be one of the close three? And we know in the new covenant, of course, Jesus has ascended, His Spirit's within us. It's not limited to three. I think it's open to anyone to be that close to the Lord. Whether you're called to be a prophet or not, that's not up to you. Whether you're called to be an apostle or not, that's not up to you. That's the Lord's choosing. But the relationship is open to me. The relationship is open to you. It's open to everybody to have an intimate, close, tight relationship with the Lord where he would say, you're my friend, so this is why I'm going to tell you something. Or I'm going to show you this just because (laughs) I think you're going to like it. Huh? I mean, have you ever had an experience just in, in, in life and it was so... You know, exciting, fun, cool, enjoyable, and so as soon as you were finished, you immediately called someone who who was close to you and said, i got to tell you about this. (laughs) Let me tell you what happened. Why? You wanted to tell someone who you liked, who was a friend with you about your experience. Well, maybe the Lord's the same way. Maybe he just wants to tell someone. I want to be the one he calls up. (laughs) Hmm? Or if it's just maybe it's not altogether fun and exciting, but it's just helpful in some way to let me know things. Amen. And uh, praise God. I know in the new covenant we you know we've all found grace in His sight. In Exodus thirty-three, you Got a minute. Verse 12, then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have found grace in my sight. Now, does the Lord know us by name? We read that Sunday about in John 10, Jesus said, the sheep, the shepherd knows the sheep by name, yeah? Thirteen. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, in your sight, show me now your way. Okay, I'm watching Moses here. Now, Moses was. Let's stop for a moment. Moses was unique in their day. He certainly had a calling as a prophet of God, and and but the Lord spoke about him in a very unique way. He wasn't like all other prophets even. He was called the most humble person on the face of the earth. Okay, it's in, it's in uh, Numbers 12. Uh, and, and, and God would speak to him in a very unique way. Okay, there's something that Moses had going on in his life that God valued. Okay, and that's what, I'm, that's what I look for. Again, I can't be Moses. He's not giving me the Ten Commandments and leading me to set Israel free. That's not my calling. But what is in there that I can reproduce? Humility. That goes a long way with him. Humility. Humility is not being a doormat, but humility is seeing reality. It's in truth. Pride gets resisted. The proud heart gets resisted by God. The humble heart gets lifted. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your (laughs) sight. I can't say sight. I can't say sight. (laughs) It keeps coming out shite. <laughs> Show me now your way, your way, that I may know you and that I'm, I may find grace in your. Thank you. <laughs> and consider this nation is your people. Now, watch, what am I looking for? I'm looking to his prayer request. I'm saying, what kind of things, because he's having a conversation with the Father kind of things is he asking and is the Lord on him about it said no you can't ask that what is he asking and what does he get as a result of it because I'm learning here I want to know how 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 this works verse 14 and he said my presence uh, verse 14 and he said that's God my presence will go with you and I will give you rest then he said to him if your presence does not go with us do not bring us up from here well, that's powerful. What are we seeing? Someone who values the presence of God. How does that work with you? On what what value level do you place on God being with you, His presence in your life? Moses got extra stuff, and this was his mentality. Okay. Also, you can see you can when you walk with the Lord. Uh, It's not about, I'm just afraid to ask anything or say anything. This is kind of blunt. It's like, yeah, and if your presence doesn't go, leave us here. You can shoot God straight. There's another word, there's a scripture. I forget the address. You can look it up. You have a Bible. Uh, uh, And it goes like this, concerning the work of my hands, command you me God's saying that concerning the work of my hands you command me now hey I'm not making that up you look up that, you look that up for yourself I'm not talking about someone in pride or anything like that I'm talking about you have a relationship with God you see how far that you can take that hmm. I don't know what the Lord will show you but neither do you what's your focus be close. Be submissive. Value his presence. Go with him on the mountain. If he wants to get alone with you, you go with him. You don't get busy. You go take that time. Because what might happen? Brightness. Light. Glistening. Moses. Elijah. (laughs) You might sound stupid in the middle of it. Let's build tents but you won't care when it's done. Huh? Just like a a drunk person will say stupid things. But this is the glory of God. You sometimes, you know, that's in a bad way. This is like a good way. Verse 16. For how then will it be known that your people have found grace in your sight except you go, what? With us with us this is how this is the difference how do you know how do you know you're right with God how do you know how will people see that he loves you that he's with you his presence is there his presence is visible his presence is demonstrable it makes literal changes in someone's life that can be observed by the outside and this is Moses this is what's Moses concerned how's everybody else going to know that you're with us except if your presence is with us they're going to know they're totally going to know So we shall be separate. What separates? Presence. Your people and I from all the people who are on the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing that you have spoken. For you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. I know you by name. Now I've found grace in his sight through Jesus, and we all qualify. And he knows me by name. I'm thinking, I qualify to ask for stuff like this. Huh? I think this is on the table. We can all speak to him. We have a greater reason to speak to him than, like this than Moses did. Moses had this some good things going on, but he was still spiritually dead. I've been born again. I've been filled with the Spirit. Am I not asking? Am I not inquiring for the Lord to show me, for the Lord to reveal himself to me? Amen. The Lord said, I will do this thing that you have spoken. The Lord didn't say, you know what, I, I, I thought of this way before you did. And so I'm going to do it because I want to, not because you asked. No, <laughs> that's not what it says. He said, I'm doing it because you asked. What if you didn't ask? Okay, verse 18, and he said, please show me your glory. Wow, look at that. Please sh- please show me your glory. And the Lord said, how dare you ask to see my glory? No he said to him, I will make all my goodness, so glory and goodness you can see a connection there, parallel I will make all my goodness pass before you, I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion and so forth and he said you can't see my face and live and he put him in the cleft of the rock and walked by and Moses had this amazing experience where he saw God walk by huh? the glory of God manifest I don't know what, what the how, what the Lord might show you I don't know how he might take you into, into some areas that it might just be personal you might not ever tell anyone else on the planet It's personal and maybe it'll be some things that he does allow you to share and show others but I don't know I, I, I read things like this and I hear the experiences of others and we mentioned at the onset of the service the you know that story of the Azusa revival and Zeusa street revival you know and and uh and the glory manifesting and all that stuff what it does for me is it stirs me up to say what are you okay with I mean what, what are you what have you made acceptable how have you made christianity acceptable but at a reduced level of power at a limited level of glory have we become okay with Just life as we've always known it, or as we've seen it modeled by many in our society, who are who say I'm a Christian, but it's very powerless. And how about we be like not okay with that, Uh, and we say, I don't know everything he's going to show me. I can't wait to see and can't wait to hear. And I, you know, but I'm going to walk closely, closely with him. Value his presence. Humbly walk before my God. I'll be alterable, changeable. You know, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna walk tight with Him. And in the middle of that, what might He say? What might He do? Amen. Father, thank you for. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboisey.com and follow us on social media. Life Church Boise.